Welcome back to another episode of Hobby Time in the Murder Basement, where today I get to sit down and talk with Cutthroat Cure, a fantastic Twitch streamer, an all-around madman. Check it out. Like, subscribe, share with all your friends, all that jazz. you to handle a hundred people at one time simultaneously and work with all of them at the same time yeah but you cannot use more than one camera it's like all right if i was doing a group chat and we're doing a hundred people i get that i get that that's way too much you know but you know what somehow if i'm doing one-on-one allow me to broadcast maybe more than one camera or give me an option where i can use one of those hundred spaces to use a different camera you know, to to apply that, but nope, no, of course not. Well, or or some like an OBS or something. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's the shit that I uh, I don't understand about modern technology. It's like when coronavirus hit, we had to make drastic decisions on how to change our lives via like our jobs, our the way things were learning. Everything changed, and nothing is caught up to it yet, <laughs> and we fucking need it. And it really makes you wonder at what point are these companies going to realize that these are things that need to change, you know? Well, I think as long as the money's coming in and nobody is jumping ship to a new platform, <laughs> the incentive is not there as much as we would like. I know, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, Devin, thank you so much for joining me. Cutthroat Cure, finally in the house. We finally made it happen. <laughs> I know, right? And I will tell you, when you were telling me about the, your wife's appointment, I just had a tooth literally extracted on Tuesday. Oh. And, and uh, it is literally, it was fine up until like yesterday and today. And for some reason, it is just like the most mind-numbing pain that's just like right in the behind the eyes and stuff. Like almost like a migraine, but a migraine that radiates all the way down into your jaw. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. I uh, My mom's a dentist and so I am acutely aware of the things that go wrong and uh, you know, just like all all the dental pains. I've, I've had all of the work done. <laughs> now we know why it's called the murder basement. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Devin, I think I first stumbled on you via Sam Lenz. Okay. We, um, I was trying, I always try to remember when we first crossed paths. And I think it was when you were doing the big May the bust push during the first couple months of COVID. And uh, that was a really enlightening uh, stream to, to jump on because I think it was like literally right before May the bust. So maybe in April. Yeah. And, uh, and you were like just like airbrushing like crazy. And, uh, and, and I just sat back and, you know, watched you just, I, I typically, unless if I know you, I like to just kind of lurk and see, see what the stream's about. And I was instantly like struck by how fucking fast you are at painting. Like you are a extremely efficient painter. And that is something that, uh, I think a lot of us miniature painters don't have. I think that we get in the weeds, we get in our head. You are like, I do a thing and I move on. And it was like, 
very much in the way that I like to work. I was like, ah, oh, I like this guy. <laughs> this is pretty <laughs> <much> good. <laughs> and I think that's crazy, actually, to think, because I'll be honest with you. Uh, when I've painted with a lot of other painters and other people that I've known for years, I was actually the slowest. And for many, many years, I put way too much thought and way too much time into like thinking every aspect and working on it and figuring out different methods on what I was going to be doing. And I would paint something and my friends would come to me and be like, you're not done that unit yet. Like I played a lot of War Machine and Hordes for years, you know, mm -hmm. and people would be slamming out work or like, you know, I knew tons of people like Eric Swinson is a grand example and he would paint something i'd be like how the hell did you do that unit he's like i just worked on it i just did it i just did and, it and for some reason it just blew my mind because i'm like sitting here going like man but i will definitely say that it was actually through the teaching of both uh roman lapot and um alfonso um uh, Heraldez, banshee banshee both, sure both of them literally like hanging out in situations and uh we were all hanging out and we're all sitting after Nova. We're chilling at the table and we're just talking about stuff and having like a lot of like really cool conversations. And that year specifically, like Roman, oh, and Rafa uh, looked at me at, you know, previous times and just looked me dead in the face. And they said, it doesn't matter. Just paint bravely. Like right. fuck, fuck fear, paint right. bravely. And I, and I don't know. And I don't know why that just, that's, like struck me like lightning it was like this giant you know lightning shaped paintbrush just hits me you know directly in the head and it's like ah fuck fear paint bravely and then it became the point of like you know then it was this aspect of who cares if it's like perfectly blended or who cares if it's you know if it's got a little bit of texture to it you know because it was like sometimes seeing those brush strokes and sometimes seeing this it you start getting faster and better at approaching that idea and I think for me it's like that realization that if I'm doing somebody's shoulder pad it doesn't matter if at the end of the day it doesn't matter if during the process the shoulder pad isn't perfect because right. as long as at the end of the session the end of painting this miniature that shoulder pad is where I want it I don't care and I started getting faster with that and faster with that because it's like it's like I tell people on my stream all the time it's just one extra coat of paint. It's just right. one extra, you know, uh, paint stroke. And you get faster, get out of your head and just paint. It doesn't right. matter if you have time to paint for 30 minutes, 15 minutes or four hours. Just, just sit down and say, I'm gonna start something. And most of the time I would start painting for 15 minutes and I, I'd get a miniature done in an hour. I'd be like, oh, right. I was only gonna paint for 15 minutes. And it's just like, you make the time that you need. Well, and one of the interesting things that I've found as I've, you know, gotten more accustomed to painting on stream, painting on stream has made me have to paint very differently because there's certain things that really suck to do on stream. Like when you're doing like the intense details and you have to be like in a model and away from your mic or whatever, because I, I use a dynamic mic. So like as, if I'm like too far away, nobody's hearing me anymore. And I, I don't want to, that's, that's bad TV. So like, I, I'll save that stuff for off stream, but I've realized that like, every time I go back to fix a mistake is another time that like, like if the whole model is riddled with mistakes, it's no longer mistakes. It's like your signature move. And you can start to like dial those things in as you go into further coats and further blends. And that is 
really changed my life because uh, I used to get kind of weird. I'm like, why is this flesh tone not looking the way I want? And, you know, I I should just like set stuff down and walk away from it when you're at that point. Cause like most of the time you come back the next day, it looks fucking great, <laughs> you know? But like at that moment, whatever's up here isn't translating. And, and we all get in that like weird self doubt circle. So like, it's a, it's interesting that like, we don't embrace, you know, Banshee's very big on fuck smoothness, like go back and embrace your, your, your process, embrace your style and all the rest comes with it. Like, I, I don't understand why people get so paralyzed over, you know, just trying something. I also believe it's a big thing. And, and, and that's another thing I, I try to teach definitely. Like when I, when I decided to, when I decided to, um, transition from being just a personal painter um, who did some competition to being a personal painter who does competition as well as an educator as well as a streamer yeah. I think there was this mentality that came to the fact of like I'm not trying to teach people to paint like me like <laughs> I paint like me I want people right. to paint like themselves and I want them to develop that skill set for themselves and I think that was a really big thing for me because it's one of those things like I think especially in the American market, like you go to Spain, you go to Germany, you meet a lot of these painters that people are like oogling and like just being so awestruck over. And it's like, there's a very different mentality of painting, um, yeah. you know, than there is in the States. And I think we are crippled by this, A, you paint A, then you paint B, and then A and B put together gives you C. And, and I think, and I hate saying it, but that's very much the GW method of painting. Sure. And, and I mean, bless the GW gods who have provided us some of the gr great models and have provided us all a reason and games to do this. But I think one shortcoming of them is this fact of you base coat, you then layer, and then you wash, and then you highlight and you're done. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be so linear. Just yeah. think about what you want. And as long as you see progress in yourself and as long as you are having A, a good time and B, you are you are fulfilling your hobby, then that's what matters. And, right. and, that, and I think when it comes to speed and stuff like that, like as I said, learning from some of these people, all the time people will be like, well, we only have 15 minutes to paint. I was like, all right, well then 15 minutes, fucking paint. Just Paint, get on it <laughs> you know and then or they'll be like oh man i base coated i just did this or well it's not the exact same color as this one and i'll tell you when i'm painting anymore like i i was so guilty of it i keep a painting journal and i used to write down exactly what i was doing and and it came to that point where i was spending more time trying to accurately mix everything that i wasn't painting and now i'm at that point where I'll be painting something and yeah, I'm using the same color, but then it's like, I'll just pick up some other random color and throw it in there. And I sure. think understanding the basics of like color, and you know, what makes what and light and stuff like that. I, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because we, you know, as long as you're, I tell everybody this, as long your job as a miniature painter is to be a fantastic liar. <laughs> and competition painters are some of the best liars there are. People say, sure. oh, that's really rude. And I'm like, no, it's true. My job is to make you believe that this is a goat that has fur and it's horrible and it's running across some sort of terrain. 
when in fact all it is is plastic that is pinned to another piece of plastic that is chained to something else that I threw on there that has some dirt sprinkled in. But if I successfully make you believe that it's something else, then I'm a damn good painter. Right. Well, I mean, it's... uh... I, I did a stint in my myriad of hobbies that I've picked up as a uh, close-up card magician because uh, I was fucking bored. And uh, <laughs> and I will tell you right now, like I realized that the best entertainers in this world, and you know, I mean, just the years of being around musicians, like we we like to think that everybody's like these like geniuses, and they're like, no, nah, they fucking got it's their craft, it's their trade, it's the thing that they do. They uh, dedicate a, a shitload of time and energy into making sure that they get the look that they want. And um, and you're right, like believing the, um, you know, creating the illusion that this little tiny thing is alive is is what makes miniature painting the fucking best. Like it's one of my favorite parts of the hobby. And it's honestly the only, it's like, People, like, I would say, like, you look at Sam, and Sam is an absolute dear friend of mine, and honestly, one of the absolute best people, and somebody I I have had the absolute pleasure of not only getting to hang around with, but actually become really close with and become really good friends with. Sure. And not only is he a great friend, but he's also been an amazing educator. And from the earliest days, like, he is very talented in many mediums. He's an amazing, he's an amazing artist when it, whether it comes to 2D, 3D, there's a lot of different things that he can do. Some people don't do that as well. You try, right. you tell me to draw you a picture and I'm going to give you two stick figures that may or may not be actual stick figures. I don't know, <laughs> you know, but for some reason, the, the miniature aspect, the miniature medium is the only one that ever really connected with me. And, mm. and you know, once I found that that drive and that love for it, it was all about, not only is it about doing it and making sure I find time to do it, but also keeping an open mind that I'm not the best painter. Do right. I ever think that I will be the best painter? But you know what? I'm having a hell of a lot of fun doing what I'm doing and trying to sh- help other people find what makes them happy in it. Yeah, do, and, and I, I think that's one of the things that makes me like resonate with you because I am very much the same way. I'm a fucking awful two-dimensional artist. Like <laughs> trying to design a t-shirt right now just to like get a couple ideas and I like, pulled out the old tablet and I'm like, well, that is a fucking awful. That everything that I did here needs to never be seen by another human being. <laughs> you just take the tablet, you snap it, you're snap like, that's it. <laughs> uh, so what, what, what was what, what what was your thing like? What got you? What was what was your first hit of the miniature game? Because like, there's always that first one that fucking gets you. So I actually had two, and that's the crazy part. I had two that actually happened. So when I was a young child, um, I was uh, my family used to go visit my grandmother in Winchester, Virginia, and we used to walk downtown. And I'll be honest, at the age I was, I should not have been walking downtown, especially A, alone, or B, with my little sister. We should not have been by ourselves, but it was a different time. The 90s were crazy, right? The 90s were crazy. (laughs) So we we used to walk down and there was this store, it was a little corner store. And it had, and it, the reason I ended up in there is they had Pokemon cards. They would sell Pokemon cards. And I was really big in the Pokemon scene, but the whole back end of it, 
was all hobby miniatures. And I'm talking like old blisters of Games Workshop. The, you know, they had the big giant mega forces. Like I remember, like this was like second edition 40K, first or second edition 40K, where they, maybe third, they had like huge, it had to be second. They had huge mega forces. And I remember like looking at it and there was, uh, two really cool uh two really cool hobbyists that were there one was named nathan um who later became not only a very dear friend to me but actually became my boss for a while <laughs> and um and then uh another friend that we all affectionately called eminem and basically i was watching them play we were playing old uh war uh, warhammer and some of the guys were playing some Necromunda. So me and my sister were so interested. The guy gave us, uh, gave me a few Skaven models to just like, here you go. And nice. I, so I had like six or seven paints. And I will tell you one thing. I don't even have pictures. They were that God awful. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you. And so my sister and I started creating these games using both the Necromunda, uh, the Mordheim rule, like the, we use the Necromunda sheets uh, that you could cre create stats, but then we would use stats that we found out that they had, like, for example, like the uh, rocket launcher could shoot 48 inches. And that, that resonated with me. So we would like set up my kitchen table with like books and cans of SpaghettiOs and shit like that. Yeah. And <laughs> I absolutely dominated my sister because I had a rocket launcher that could hit 48 <laughs> inches. And she just happened to pick all the wizards and stuff from, you know, like different races and stuff. So that was my first stint into it. And it wasn't until later in the 2000s, I was working for a game store, I was playing Magic competitively, and uh, they needed somebody to help work on some, uh, to play in a D&D miniatures skirmish game. And I started dicking around with that. And one of my friends actually brought me his miniature and said, hey man, do you think that we could do this. And I was like, okay, maybe. So I'm like sitting there bored at work and I just start painting at it. And I created a panda bear, you know, like a dire panda bear. Yeah. And then I started talking to some other friends and they were playing 40K. And they started telling me about orcs and stuff like that. And somebody gave me a, just a, a unit of boys, you know, and the new, the new box set for the actual uh, orc boys came out. So they gave me that box and I built them and I painted them. And from that point, so after that, I wasn't a very good painter, but I was very consistent. Like if I, if, if I wasn't doing something, I could be painting something. And I painted 23,000 points of orcs without war gear, like, and they weren't good, you know, but I just kept painting them and painting, them. <laughs> Got, you know, just, uh, it was just like a, batch paint i would paint like 30 boys at a time all of oh them my green, god all of them red all of them this you know and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and it was about six years ago so about 2014 2013 so i also own and run a game store mm. and when i wasn't painting for everybody uh when i wasn't painting uh, my own stuff here and there like i definitely felt my hobby go down well, about 20 14 I would say it was I went and took a class with Roman Lapot and Rafa and my painting had gotten pretty good at this point better better it wasn't where it is now and I uh, a really good friend of mine Brandon who is Plarzoid on Instagram for anybody who's interested him and I were kind of like neck and neck and we kept 
challenging each other to get a little bit better at painting. Yeah. You know, just a little bit here and there. And I remember it was very humbling because we were we had both were competing for best painted army. And the judges basically failed us and they did not judge us well. We got no feedback. And it was oh, like no. they gave him, they said, here you get first. And he was actually really upset because he's like, he thought I was a much better painter. And I was very upset because I believe he got it, but we didn't understand what what can I improve. Mm -hmm. So I remember I jumped up and I had just taken a class earlier that day from Roman Lapotte and Rafa. And I ran upstairs and I asked Rafa if he would be willing to like give us like 10 minutes and bring his armies and just go over and tell us what we could do better. And I remember it was just me and Brandon, uh, Brendan and um, Rafa and Roman in this room. And they probably spent an hour and oh, they shit. broke down what we could have been doing better, you know, how to improve lighting. And I remember being so mesmerized that I dropped every other tournament I had that year. Um, and I went and I signed up for every class they had available. And I remember I dropped like <laughs> 200 bucks. It was oh like, my God. like, I'm one of those people like it's like zero to 60, yeah. except for in this thing it was zero to poor, you know? <laughs> Right, <laughs> <laughs> and I and from that point on, like it, learning became my thing. And for the next like three years, like I can tell you right now, I've probably taken 60, 62 class, 60, 65 classes from different painters. Wow. And I mean, and I mean, and I've driven and I've gone places. I've taken classes with Kirill Konev. I've taken classes with Sergio, Angel, Geraldes, Alfonso, Rafa. I've taken god off i can't even tell you how many classes i've taken with roman i've taken mm. every class that he has had here in the states and i was one of the one of the 30 individuals who got to take the first and only um you know master class with him that was a three-day weekend you know oh, like wow. i made sure i was there for that um and it doesn't just stop there you know i've taken classes with sam and i've learned from cat martin or chris surrey and it, it doesn't matter and even if you know um like and my thing is is i i've opened my home to whomever comes through you know whether they're international or not international hey come here hang out and a lot of times it's like uh, matt d pietro he came and stayed with me for a few days and we ended up talking theory and just and i think the point is is i never get to that point where i look at somebody's work and go man that's so good it makes me want to break my brush <laughs> it got to the point of how how are they doing that? And yeah. It, and and if it's getting done, that means that it's physically possible for a human being. Now, Kirill Kinev is completely different because he, him, and like Mikhail Pularski, they're on this whole god level. They're like, I don't know how they do half the shit they do, but like, I. I started learning more and more and more and I started seeing the way different painters are doing it. And I started noticing similarities between things that they were doing and the way I was taught originally and that my friends were showing me how to paint, how the stores were telling me how to paint and videos were telling me how to paint. And then here's top level painters and how they're telling me. And I started noticing there was a lot of similarities between them and a lot of things missing from the community. And once I started getting Matt, then it, then it started kind of opening up. So, I mean, it, it really, like I tell everybody, learn from whoever, 
You know, sure. I'm not going to tell you this painter is the best painter in the world. This is the only person, if you're not painting using like Jessica Rich, she's an absolute amazing artist. Some of her work is just breathtaking. And I have had the absolute pleasure to take classes from her in, in many different subjects. And one thing is she, she told me these are the kinds of brushes she uses. And I see so many people go out, okay, well, obviously, you know, the rosemary is the brush that, you know, you have to have. Right. <laughs> but it's like, no, it's it, what works for you, different brushes for different things, you know, how do you like painting? Right. And you don't need to learn how someone else paints. You need to learn how you paint. Right. And, you know, and that's once you start, once I kind of figured that out, I think that was like, where painting changed for me. It went from being just this thing where it was like, oh, all the arms are green, all <laughs> the shirts are red, to basically like understanding why am I putting paint here? Like questioning myself just as much as everyone else. Why am I putting paint here? Why yeah. am I making sure that this is that color beside that color? And I think that is really where I, I really got that first hit. That man, I love that. I love the fact that you have had all these experiences with all these like huge fucking players because, uh, you know, I'm I'm new to the hobby. Like I've only been doing this, uh, you know, two and a half years. Like that is not very long. But, um, you know, because we are in the information age, I'm fucking pushing it. Like I saw, you know, I've seen I've I've seen amazing shit and I want to fucking figure out how to do it. And, exactly. Like, and it's so inspiring to see that and uh and to know that everybody is as um you know accessible as they are too like that's the thing that like i'm i am not used to that i'm not used to that in any other hobby like this is the one where everybody's like if you really want to do the work like it might hurt you might be be a little like frustrated right off the bat but if you can like get over yourself and kind of like you know you lean into the process you are going to grow leaps and bounds and uh and and we're going to celebrate you we're gonna like raise you up and we're gonna drag you along with us you know like so many other hobbies are just like well you know you just kind of suck and that's the way it is <laughs> and i don't okay, see that sports. as being here i think, I think americans have this big thing of sports where it's like sports are you're either you know you can train yourself but you still need that raw talent you yeah, know yeah. and i don't think that exists in the miniature painting no. I mean, I will I will tell you this, and I can't go into the whole story because we don't have enough time, but like <laughs> the first class I ever taught, and, and, and I will guarantee half of the people who know me, who know this story, are probably laughing their asses off at this part of the interview because my first class I ever taught at Adepticon completely sold off class, sold out class, completely full wait list. The person that is sitting front and foremost of my class is crying during my class, like literally bawling her eyes out. And I realize she's blind. And this is this is my first class I've ever taught, like I mean taught on a professional level, like I'm uh -huh. being paid to teach. And this woman is sitting there and she is basically like 80% blind. Like oh, just shit. like can't see in this, in this like spectrum. And it's like trying to teach and I, and like, it didn't even phase me. Like it didn't even phase me during it. I'm like trying to show her how to paint using peripherals. And like at one point she's like, 
I physically can't paint because I can't see the like point of the brush. I said, fuck it, finger paint. It don't matter. Right. I'm like using my fingers, you know, to like take this little miniature and I'm painting it in, just showing like, as long as you understand the basics, you can get there. And by the end of it, I've shown pictures of the miniatures and I say, all right, pick out which one was painted by the blind one. No one can pick it out. And it's because guess what? <laughs> she learned how to paint her way. Right. And you have to be open to that. Just because you're not amazing at two brush blending or just because you have shaky hands that, that can't do the perfect line work, find the method that works for you. And I think this is one of the only mediums where that exists and it's very fresh. So, you know, yeah, we've got some absolute rock stars in the community, but the cool part about this community compared to the other ones is those rock stars are accessible. Those yeah. rock stars will help you. And I'll be honest with you, if they're not willing to help you, they're not with, they're not worth anything to you because right. you're only as good as a, the, the information you pass along and you can be amazing at something, but at the end of the day, if you've not helped anybody, like what does that say about you? Okay, you're you're a selfish ass. You're you're a selfish <laughs> ass person who's only benefited themselves. You know, right, so right. like you're stroking make, your own ego. And <laughs> exactly, and that and I've got no time for that. I, and I and and sometimes I'm too blunt for people, but that that's something. And it's like I've seen there are so many people that have come on my stream, and it's like I'll I'll make a major call out right now um, to old man Jay. Like uh, when I started streaming, he's a he is a hobbyist from Australia and he took the time and effort to like, after my stream, he was pretty quiet for most of it. He came from useless wizard stream and he just happened to get dumped into mine. Mm -hmm. And after the stream, he sent me some pictures through Instagram and said, Hey, listen, can I get your feedback? And I will tell you what, like I've been streaming now for six or seven months. And the amount of progress I have seen that have developed from somebody I've never met face to face. I've never talked like right now what you and I are doing. This is more of a, a connection, you know, mm -hmm. talking to someone directly than I've ever had with him. But the amount of time and effort that he has taken, he is always, he, every single time I stream, he's there. Every single time he's asking questions, every single time he is, you know, and I'll see him, he'll, he'll post other stuff and say, Hey, listen, what about this? Or, hey, what about that? And that eagerness to learn, I think is why he is seeing such an improvement in his work. And I sure. think if anyone who like, if I can give advice to anyone, it's, you know, you don't need magic brushes. I mean, you don't even technically need brushes. You could finger paint if you really wanted to. The thing is, is as long as you start really teaching yourself and, and, the, the basics of painting, understanding how light works and how, you know, how people are going to look at something and how to do that while still having fun. Like it's going to be a fulfilling experience for you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think one of the, the interesting things that we do differently than the rest of the art world is uh, like, and you know, my business partner has a master's degree in studio sculpture. And so like he has been around painting and you know, sculpture and art supplies and, you know, art critiques and all that shit. His thing, every time I show him a model, 
the first thing that strikes them is how flat it is because all miniature painters want their shit fucking matte finished to the to the max and i and i'm i'm sitting here looking at like you know being a picture framer and literally every painting that comes in is just gloss varnished you know that's that's like the art world is all gloss varnish we are super matte and uh you know like when you hear someone like you know um you know jason cray slow fuse when he starts talking about like he doesn't want the outside light affecting the way that you look at his model there are some times where i'm, I'm thinking like yeah but what if the outside light did like it we could do we could play more with mixing mediums and have part gloss and have part matte and we can you can change the way someone looks at your model via you know photo versus in real life just by the way that you finish it and you know like there's so many different uh avenues that specifically here in the states because because the scale modeling world and you know like the the fine the fine art miniature painters you know they are all kind of on their own little uh island now like here in the states we i think we're left to experiment i think i think we're getting ready to enter the psychedelic phase of uh of art here in the states because there's so many people pushing the boundaries in uh in weird ways you have eeny meenies doing you know oils and using like color modulation like crazy to you know cause shadow and light uh you know you have uh james wapple like basically painting with like his elbows it feels it seems like the way that he handles his models and, and you know it doesn't matter what medium he's working in he is one of the like most haphazard painters that turns out some of the most amazing shit and you're just like there are so many techniques that you can pick up on twitch right now that like if you aren't like inspired after watching people stream to to try your own shit uh i don't think you're doing it right exactly like i i will tell you one thing one of the most breathtaking situations things i've ever witnessed in person uh was during that three-day master class with Roman. And he's telling us about how he, he does his wet on wet, like uh, blending for his base. And he's talking about how people use this and do that. And we're learning all these things. And he basically takes this, this base that he has been working on for the whole day. And he just takes the, he, you know, you've got your miniature here. He's got the base here and he just sits it and he goes, you know, we've got this and we're going to add a little bit of, we're going to add a little bit more to it. Right. And so all of us are sitting there and he basically takes a cap, pops it off of a bottle of wash and just pours the entire bottle of wash onto the base. And every person in the room is just like, like this, because that base that he is painting is probably better than anything any of us have ever done up yeah. to that point. It's just immaculate. And he's just like, like it's soft serve ice cream right <laughs> and we're all like and i and i kid you not everybody's like like that and like standing up like trying to see it and he's just like <laughs> you know like rocking it and then he goes and and then he's like and we're good and he just like sets it down and everybody's like holy shit like screaming and like you know it's almost like uh like we're in like ireland or like the UK and they just actually made a goal. So everybody's like, it's good, like screaming and this like yelling and stuff. And like, it's so excited. And it and it was basically like that mentality. It didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what he did with this, you know, because he knew what he wanted it to look like. He knew enough about it that 
he didn't know what he was going to have after that. But he knew enough that, okay, well, if I'm quick enough, I can clean the parts off. I know what this medium is going to do. And one thing I'm very guilty of in a good way is you were talking about different mediums. If I'm painting eyes, I will take a little bit of gloss, a little bit of gloss medium, mm. and I'll paint the eyes after I'm done with it. So they have that really wet look. I'll water down some gloss medium, say if I'm painting leather, and I'll take some gloss medium and I'll and I'll just like very lightly cover that area with it. So it gives it this just that little bit of sheen because nice. I study the realism in it and it's like leather has kind of a like a more of a glossy finish, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so eyes, you know, you look at someone's eyes, they've got more of a wet consistency to it. My lips, you know, stuff like that, right. you know, hair. And I think once you start looking at things and you start figuring out how to mimic them and how that can work for you, that's when I think you start understanding, okay, well, I got the basics. I understand how this goes. And then you can start experimenting. You know, I've seen painters who've taken cut, like, I think one of the things that's always impressed me, and it wasn't until I started doing it for myself, and I don't, I can't tell you when the change came. I can't tell you when I transitioned into it, but I would watch painters sit there and they would take colors that I would never think of, ever in a million years think of, do this, and they put it down. And then next thing you know is by the end of the process, you're like, wow, I really see the difference. And, um, I think one, hands down, the best, and I will tell any single person that has told it to any single person, if you can ever take Roman Lepot's atmosphere class, class on atmosphere, whether it's the smaller version taught in one day, or it's the longer version taught in a weekend, I don't care if it's $200, I don't care if it's $600. It's not gonna be $600, but yeah, you know, for purpose sake, that class changed me as an artist. 100 percent 100 it was such an inspirational class to me that i took all of the the information and all of the little examples the stuff that he gave us and basically what he does is he gives you pick a random picture that has an atmosphere and i got this like green one of like a druid he gives you a picture of a wolf like done, like the actual like picture of a wolf. He gives you a piece of paper that has like the outline of that same picture of that wolf, but in black and white. And he says, paint this wolf in that atmosphere. And he says, go. And you have to understand how in the hell am I gonna paint a wolf like to look like this picture, but yeah. have most of it in this green atmosphere. So now I'm painting fur and the fur has green in it and the black has green in it and everything starts having green in it and i started learning holy shit it doesn't matter i don't need to it's brown i have to use brown or darker brown you know right it's like this is now a brown with a tint of green this right. is a white with a tint of green and, I, and once i started understanding that and and stuff now i notice myself i'll be sitting there and i'll just be painting and someone will be like oh what color are you using to to shadow that red and i'll be like oh blue and they'll be like, why? And then I have a reason why. And I'll tell them, oh, you know, it's a complimentary color and it darkens it and it makes more of a purple. And then it kind of, you know, connects the two colors. And I don't know when I started doing it, but I'll just be like painting and I'll just be painting like a cream color. And I'll just throw some like real deep hunter green into it. Right. 
And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, it's an earthy color and it's gonna give it more of an earthy thing. And I think moss, so this is a color that, and the next thing I know is there's so many different levels to my, to the models I'm painting and like different aspects of color that it's like, it all kind of comes together. And I think sometimes getting out of that mindset of, you know, leather, brown, <laughs> leather is this color. Oh, I only use snake bite leather to paint the leather. I only <laughs> paint fire using orange, you know? It's like, you can mix so many other different things in it. It's like, you've yeah. got 300 paints probably, use them. Yeah, well, so you and you, commented on my facebook post uh that i made this morning or last night that was you know uh i've said it once i've said it before i'll say it again lovecraft country is just what the doctor ordered mm -hmm. um did you watch last night's episode i have not got so i started to watch it um but once i took the medication for my tooth i zonked out Done. and then i started it. i <laughs> yeah. did start it okay so what what one lovecraft country is one of the most amazing shows to show how poorly as a culture we like african-american skin we are oh, yeah. like people of color we fuck them over every step of the way because lovecraft country has more color on the screen than i have ever seen on a tv show and there's more depth of range and colors and like you were looking at ruby's face as they're standing in the line and they're sweaty and it just like zone zooms in on yep. her face and it's like orange and it's red and it's yep. You know, it's like blue and it's bright. it's all these colors i was looking at it and i was like not looking at a tv show i was like i'm getting fucking goosebumps thinking about the way that the cinematographer used the natural light to make you feel hot and horrible and miserable yep. but also yep. still achieve some of the most beautiful shots i have seen in a long time without being that stupid ass sepia tone fucking moody bullshit. like the weight was there but it was in fucking Technicolor, and it was you know what that's devastating. Called? What is that called? Atmosphere. Atmosphere, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's the class I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the crazy part, and you're 100% hitting on it. It's that fact of once you understand, and I, I tell it to everyone, when you're working on something, the first thing I tell people is people like, how do I make myself, how do I make myself a better painter? How do I make this Marine look better? I said, think about what he is experiencing. Right. Think about where is he at? Is he in the desert? Is he running across a space Hulk? Is he out on some foreign planet? Is it an Eldar planet? Is it a Tyranid planet? Like, what is it? When you take those aspects and you start thinking about it, okay, well, what's the base gonna have on it? Well, is it just gonna have some aspects of purple? Well, then why is that not reflected also into the miniature? Why is that right. not into this? And, and I 100% agree with you. That's one reason I love, love Lovecraft Country. It's because you think about that first episode where they're in that cabin and they use such dark cinematography. <laughs> and even though, even the things that have bright colors about them are so desaturated that you yourself feel very dark and cut off from everything because everything's so dark and your eyes are physically having to strain themselves to kind of find everything that your that your mind is actually more terrified because it has not registered everything that's there you're right. still exploring the different aspects so once you finally figure it out by that point something else has happened you know something's exploding or <laughs> something's banging across and that and that aspect it'll actually like it's that sense of unknown and it's because your own brain hasn't even registered what's there yet 
Right, right. Well, and like, as I'm starting to paint models now, and me and uh, Teal Security, we talk a lot about this, uh, just as we, like we keep on pushing each other into getting better. And he was one of the people who, who really likes the way that you teach. And, and, you know, it's like, you know, make sure you hop in and cut, cut through stream more because like, this is the things that we're talking about all the time. Um, and he, uh, him and I have uh, agreed that if you're using, if you have a reason to use like blue on a model in one place, find a, a reason to use it somewhere else because there's no such thing in life as just that singular color. It doesn't exist. It feels weird. You have all sorts of reasons to use like those those little highlights, those little sh shades. You know, that's that's the, where the magic happens. And you know, like I, I I was looking at like my creature caster resin beast model that I put up on Instagram, and it glows like that in real life. And it glows like that in real life because I'm using color tricks with blue and orange and red. Like I have this beautiful little triads of colors that makes the orange hotter, makes the blues brighter, and it makes the red more saturated. And all that, and that shit, it's amazing that like to trick your eye to see that instead of like using fluorescent paints all the time. Like, no, like this is just like, you could just do this. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and it's, and I remember one big thing about Teal is the fact of like, I remember when I was doing May the Bust and I remember he was, one of the like he was one of those people that wanted to participate in and wanted to participate in into the extreme like he just wanted to be a part of it i remember yeah. he had the bus that was like the the blade queen you yeah. know him and i painted and the same one that's how we met I, <laughs> I know and and then the thing is is like i kept talking to him about it and when he had first started on it there he changed so much and that was something that i really respected about him is that from the first steps that he took on that bus and like every single time i anytime i put my stream on i always tell people i don't care you can bring anything you want any sort of artistic thing whether it's a drawing a, a video you know a miniature it doesn't matter i will tr i will if i have time during the stream regular time i will always look at it but always at eight o'clock i always take that time so just say, all right, guys, throw as much as you can, and, you know, post links, post pictures. And I look through all of it and I give feedback and I, and I give honest feedback because I believe that's what we need. We don't need people boosting and, and, and telling us about everything great we've done. We need people that literally give us the, you know, like critique and constructive feedback so that we can understand it because we've been looking at something so long. And I remember every single time he would come and talk to me, he would say, oh, I'm doing this, or I'm considering doing this. And we would have this back and forth dialogue of, okay, add a little bit more contrast here. And his question is like, how do I do that? And I said, okay, well, look at the light. Where are your shadows? If you have a brighter area here, figure out a way to separate them, use the colors, add this to the tone, you know, hey. And I remember at one point I said, hey, take a little bit of your skin tone and mix it into the blades. Right. <laughs> and he said, why? I said, think about it. These are organic things. Bone is an organic thing. Skin is an organic thing. So the only way to tie them together if you're using a bone color and a blue skin color is take a little, and it doesn't have to be a lot. They don't have to be blue bone, but it's like take a very <laughs> tiny little drop and put it in there, mix it up. Yeah. And it was so faint, but the difference in the visual like appreciation and appearance of what you had there, it, it was night and day 
you know? Right. It went from being something that was very stark to something that was very natural and organic and blended it together. And I and I I, I remembered that piece. I do. And it's it's one of those ones that even though that was back in May and here we are in October, it's October. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's fixed in my head and I remember the process of it. And that, and that was something that I really appreciated about him and you know, in all the busts, I think we had, I think I had over 200 busts that people submitted and showed me during May the bust, which was, wow. you know, most of them were ones that people had never done before. That was one that stuck out to me. And, and you know, and I, I take pride in, in the development and the, the, basically the lessons people take from things I say. And because for me, watching other people's work get better like you know i can be happy with my own work i i push myself but i need to appreciate my own work but being able to appreciate where people are learning and watching them put that extra drive or care taking something i said to somebody else and going like hey you said this you know you said this to mystical unicorn on this day and it made me think and so i did this and that's what i want is that it made me think and right i always appreciate that well, and that's one thing, like, I have sent people to your streams for, uh, you know, constructive criticism. And that's one of my biggest complaints about the miniature world is that nobody actually gives blunt ass fucking criticism. It's always like a, a compliment sandwich. Oh, you did this so good. This is something you should probably work at, but you're really on the right path. And you, you aren't like a dick about it, but I also am like... If you can't fucking handle it, don't show him your shit. He'll fucking tell you what's wrong with it. And that's, I mean, that's amazing and really useful. And it's something that like, you know, I was talking with uh, Useless Wizard about this the other night. And, and he was like, how come nobody is giving me constructive criticism? And I was like, well, you want to know why? Because there is no context to it. Like you want to know what you're doing wrong here, but we don't know why you're doing what you're doing. So now that you and I are talking, let's fucking do this. And I like pulled a lesson out of your book of just like, this is why this is wrong. If you want to like, if you want it to be this thing, and it, like I pulled up, he wanted had this like polished blade, and I I pulled up the heavy metal logo from the uh, VHS, and I was just like, okay. this is chrome. This is how you do the polished look, and right here, this is where you made your mistake. This is why it doesn't read like that anymore. And he was just like. I didn't even see that. And I was like, most people can't handle, you know, constructive criticism like this in typing out way. You go like, no, you just don't understand what I'm doing. The verbal back and forth is huge. And it's one thing that you take the risk that the person on the other end of chat actually is fucking ready to handle it. And uh, and to that, I say kudos <laughs> because like, I've seen you take some, some huge risks with people. <laughs> and it's one of those things, it's like I try to tell everybody I don't think ever, and I and I do mean this, I don't think ever that I will be the biggest name in miniatures, okay? And honestly, I didn't start streaming to be the biggest name. And by to be and and to be a hundred percent honest, I didn't start streaming to be a name. Mm -hmm. I actually started streaming because I realized my own shortcomings. And my shortcoming was I was painting. And I would spend an entire month painting and I would get two miniatures done. Two, two, maybe three, right? right? I would go to Adepticon or I would go to the Nova Open or I would go to CaptainCon or KingdomCon or Lock and Load, right? I would go to these events 
and I would be hanging out with people randomly. Like, I will tell you one thing. You ever get a chance to go to Adepticon, it is one of the most amazing experiences from every single aspect. And hands down, hands down, in my opinion, it is the best American convention. Now, I'm part of helping Nova, okay? Sure. And I try to bring aspects of that, but there has been, there is no experience that I have ever experienced on at any convention that is anything near what Adepticon provides. And that's where I was able to meet James Wapple and him and I have become really good friends over the years. And their painting area there is such, not only is it an oasis of knowledge, but I would sit there and I would finish five or six miniatures in two days, right? you know? <laughs> and, and I kept coming back and going, man, I put all this work in, right? And then at the end, and I would be so like motivated and driven. And I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's fucking do this. And I get home in two miniatures again, <laughs> right? Like, like I've got this amazing studio. I've got monumental scale 75, privateer, you know, P3 paints. I've got miniatures galore. Here's basing material, two miniatures. Like what am I doing with my time, right? <laughs> and then I realized my shortcoming was that 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 um, that aspect of communicating and being around people and kind of sitting there and that whole mentality of like one unified force that we're all just kind of hanging out and painting. That was it. That's the thing that everything had in in common. Like, yeah. why can I drive to Virginia Beach and sit there with my friend Sean and my friend Dave and Eric Swinson and 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 by the end of it, we've got fully painted miniatures and we're just sitting there chilling, hanging out. And I realized that having people around and getting out and feeling like I was just hanging out, and just painting was enough motivation. And that was actually the drive for me to start my stream. And mm -hmm. honestly, I, as I had told my friends, like if I have two people coming in and hanging out watching, you know what? It's gonna do two things for me. First thing is I'm gonna feel like I have somebody that I'm hanging out with. And the second thing is I have to be painting. I don't need to be checking Instagram. I don't need to be playing a game. I don't need to be resorting all my paints. Nobody wants to see me resort my fucking paints. Nobody wants to see me resort my basing box. They want to see me fucking paint. So if I'm on here and I've scheduled myself for five hours, you're goddamn right. I'm going to fucking paint. And you know what? Uh, May the bust. Like that was such a good one. I think that was, I started streaming in April. Mm -hmm. May was the second month I was streaming and I finished six busts, six busts in a single month. I had made a goal for myself to paint one, at least one bust a month. Right. And in that month, I finished half a year's worth of busts in one single month plus other stuff. Dude, and, and some it, of them are complex as fuck. There was, oh, there was a few of them that that one woman <laughs> with the, the headdress and I, and that oh, one yeah. you just like flew through. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I started realizing, I started realizing that's my way to paint. And that's the one thing I can. It's like, you know, everybody laughs at me because I'm such a huge, you know, Dragon Ball Z fan. Like I'm a huge fan. And, and I tell people all the time, like you look at Goku, you look at Vegeta, right? 
their training styles very different. You know, they're both amazing fighters, but they both had to develop their own way to get there. And mm -hmm. I think it's very much the same for painting. It's like, find your method. If it's sitting by yourself with everything shut off, lock your phone in a box and make sure you're cut off from the world and that's how you paint, then paint. Right. If it's jamming out the heavy metal, blare that shit on the thing, get the paint and have fun. And for me, it's, I need, like I, I learned that I paint so much better with other people. And now it's the fact of like, recently I've not been able to stream as much just between family stuff and some, some medical issues and some other mm. reasons. It's like, I've noticed that I haven't painted as much, but damn, if when I got back onto that stream, I wasn't busting out models left and right. And, and like just a lot more maneuverable and, and adaptive. Like it's, I want to paint this, let's paint this, you know, right. I'm going to set a goal for myself. Let's get as close to that goal as we can. And it's really is fulfilling to me and I really enjoy it. And I, and I, and I think that's a really big thing that people have to learn is just because, you know, just because he paints this way or Devin paints that way, it doesn't mean that you paint this way and, and you need to be adaptive and you need to learn from that and keep an open mind. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And like one of my favorite things that I used to do pre COVID and, uh, but like I got wrapped up in doing, uh, like a thing with, at a game shop, trying to demo a game, trying to build a community here, uh, what for, game? uh, uh, conquest, the last argument of Kings, uh, that game is hella fun. And, uh, cool. and so like, I, I needed a break from my paint group anyway, mainly because, uh, they, I would spend half of my time like teaching them how to do it. And I was working a commission that was like go, taking for forever. I was like, I love you guys, but you are like making me very slow right now. But once they like got going, like we had so much fun painting together. That was, that was like a, a fantastic time. And then to, you know, go into like coronavirus time, like I was like, I, I, I needed something to kind of reset my brain and made the bus did that for me because I'd never done a bust. Uh, you know, you gave me some pretty good, pretty, uh, pretty blunt, uh, feedback, which I was just like, yeah, no, that's pretty fair. Like, I wish I could have taken a better photo, but like, I'm still figuring out my camera, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. uh, but the, the, uh, the best part about that was, is it introduced me to a whole community of people who are actually trying to be better instead of just like getting stuff on the tabletop like everybody's act in your community was trying to learn and you're trying to disseminate knowledge to each other and inspire uh people and that's when i realized that i really liked your stream i was just like he's he's blunt sometimes he is fucking profane as hell and so like oh, yes i have <laughs> hella cute in a dress i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> and your emotes uh reflect yeah. that entirely <laughs> And it's just like one of those things that like uh, I love popping up on your streams because of that. I never really quite know what it's going to be. I always have to give people like I'm like, you know, you're going to have a good time. Just like just like strap in. It, it, it'll it'll come at you faster than you're ready for it. You know that he's it's 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 all or nothing in, in a cutthroat stream. And, <laughs> and I, I know. It. And it's like you come into it. It's like and as I, I was saying earlier, it's like I never planned to be some sort of big name at all you know and it's actually crazy there are people who come in you know somebody saw my paint rack one time and i was talking about building a new paint rack and someone sent me a video and it was actually renru renru 
posted all about this amazing paint rack that she had built, this PVC paint rack, and it's glorious, it's amazing, right? And I and I recognized the design of it, so I messaged her, just teasing her, and you know, I said, oh, hey, listen, really like that idea. And she's like, oh my God, you gotta watch this video. So many people have suggested it to me, and she sends me this video, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I start laughing, so, sorry, I start laughing so freaking much, and I said, hey, Ren, check out one minute, 23 seconds. Tell me what you see. And she was like, okay. And she checks it out. And she comes back. She goes, holy shit, that's you. And like, yeah, that, that's me. And, you know, and it has like 72,000 views on it, you know? Mm. And, and no, it's not under Cutthroat Cure. And no, it's not under this or anything. But yeah, I taught that. And it was like, and so coming into this, I, I decided, I, I sat myself down. I said, what kind of stream am I going to have? And my stream's always always kind of changing because as I'm adapting more and as I'm learning what I enjoy doing and what I don't enjoy doing, you know, the stream has kind of changed with it. But one thing that hasn't changed is the fact that if you're coming and you take that time to put your information, your work into whatever media you send it to me, the one thing you know you are always going to get from me is 100% the God's honest truth on it and my real feelings. If I tell you that I think that your model is lacking depth, that means it's lacking depth. I'm not gonna blow smoke. I don't have right. time to blow smoke and you're gonna learn nothing from me blowing smoke. If right. I, you come to me every time and I go, that's a great miniature, buddy. You know, you're doing a fantastic job, okay? And then you keep having the same effort and you keep painting that miniature. You know what I'm doing? I'm depriving you of becoming a better painter. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad painter, you know? You could be painting good, but I think we all could be better painters. Absolutely. You know? And it's like, and that's something that that just like really, really sticks with me. And it's something that I can't tell you, like I painted, and I and I say this all the time, and I hate, I hate saying it. I painted 23,000 points of orcs. And at the end of it, I can't say that I learned anything. Right. I can't say that any, you know, other than the fact that I could tell you how fast I could paint red from the first model I painted to the last model, I could paint it faster. Why? Because it became muscle memory. Right. I can't tell you I learned anything. <laughs> Nothing improved with it. I mean, you learned whatever audio book you listened to. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's the crazy part. It's like, and that, that actually hurts my heart to think <laughs> I painted that much. And from first step to the end step, I learned nothing from it. Yeah. And my um, and as I said, there was a one. I I wish I could remember his name. It makes me very sad. And hopefully, if he watches this interview and he re- and he sees it, he will come back to me. And, I mean, or post in it and say, "Hey, listen, that was me, and I appreciate it." But I remember I was teaching my first class, same class with the blind lady at Adepticon, and I walked by this table and he's crying. Now, granted, I already have one woman crying, so I'm like, you know, You're ready for it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on, right? Another and I, blind person? How did this I happen? Know. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. At one point during that class, I went to Damien, who who Damien and Cat run basically everything, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the hobby stuff for they set up the classes, and I went to Damien and I and I asked him point blank that I thought he was hazing me. I thought that <laughs> some sort of miniature painting professional hazing they were just dropping on <laughs> my first class and i get a blind woman and everybody's crying like 
I asked him and he said no. And then he couldn't believe she was blind. And then it was just like this whole big thing. But anyway, <laughs> this guy, he was he was four tables back. He was by himself. He got he picked up the last table that only had one seat because everybody else was jam-packed. And I walked by him and he was crying, like physically crying. And I said, Is everything okay? You know, and he was like, I've learned more in this class today than I have learned in in my years of painting. He says, I have painted 8,000 points of scaven, which I, if, if you're not a Games Workshop person, that is a ton of it's little tiny ton. rats. It's a ton. ton of rats. <laughs> and he says, the model I painted today in a two-hour class is by far the best painted miniature I have ever put out. And he says, and if I knew even parts of the information when I started painting or during the entire process of painting all of them, I would have, I, they would have looked so much better. And he was crying because he realized just like the, the stark difference in that. And, and, and it was in that moment, A, I realized that, that my class is, really providing something to the community and, and that was a really really uplifting moment for myself and and i just remember him 108,000 points escaping and and it resonated so much for me because i was like i get you 23,000 points <laughs> of wars yeah <laughs> and I, i'm right there with you but the fact is he he took himself into a class he took himself and said i want to be a better painter and he learned so much in that two hours that like I've always wondered, I've always wondered, like where did he end up? Like what's he going? Is he is he up to ten thousand points of Skaven, or did he just wipe the fucking slate and, and continue on? Like I don't I don't know, but it makes me very curious. But it's like realizing I and I don't like to say I wasted years because I, I don't like to think I waste time, no, but I no. wasted that time because do you know how much experience, how much practice I would have had trying techniques or anything, and I didn't. I just just nose to the fucking dirt and just painted and painted and painted and i can say now like from from me moving past that me selling that entire army me turning out the stuff i'm doing every single time i paint a miniature i look at the the first bust i painted and made to the last bust i painted in May, and i learned so much in that process too i've been painting a lot of marvel crisis protocol recently and i can tell you from the minute i did modok and hulk to when i just finished the black order like it has changed so much and they're almost developing their own, like their own style to it. And it's like, yeah. and, it, and it's exciting because I'm every single time I paint a miniature, I'm like, can I do this different? Or, you know, like enjoying stuff or I'll go back and I'll study it and I'll say like, what did I do here? Like, why did I do that? You know, like, <laughs> why does this look better? Yeah. And so i mean it doesn't matter what you're painting it's like always make sure you're improving because it'll suck one day you'll be looking at eight thousand points of skaven twenty three thousand points of orcs or x amount of points of whatever and if you don't feel like you've accomplished anything other than a bunch of full shelves you know and you want to be a better painter then you're not you're not really succeeding you're not helping yourself like if, if your main goal is just to be the best goddamn gamer and have painted models on the table, you can do two things. First thing is commission a painter to paint it. Right. So that they have the opportunity to become a better painter. Or B, 
slap that paint down. And to be honest, at that point, you don't give a shit how many points you have because the hobby isn't interesting to you. But if I'm, you're, you know, and like there's that like the idea of, you know, would you have been receptive? Like, I mean, like to think back and be mad at yourself for painting eight thousand points of Skaven and not learning anything. Were you fucking ready to learn anything? Because you weren't you weren't looking for someone else the 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 knowledge has always been available uh you just actually like epic duck has been doing tutorials on youtube since fucking 2008 and they're good <laughs> I've, I've seen them they're oh, good I know. and you're just like you weren't ready and and to, so like to to be down on yourself for learning like to me that's inspiring i'm like man fuck yeah like dude you you just unlock some so, something in your brain changed you chemically are a new person at this point and this milestone has been hit like i'm all about like pushing people to those points but like i'm like a huge if you don't want to get good at it that's fine like but like if you're asking somebody who is actively wanting to be good at it what what they think the model don't be like be ready for a true answer that's that's where i'm kind of sitting at it's, it's not because i'm going to be a dick about it but it's also like like i'm on a path and you can either be on the path with me or you can be fucking behind me like you can be at my side or like way back there like that that's sometimes the two options it makes me, and sometimes it makes me wonder like let's look at eight thousand points of skating right the fact that he wasn't ready to learn or is it the fact that so much smoke was blown that he never realized he needed to learn. Sure, sure, right? <laughs> I, I mean, if you're going, if you, I mean, let's be honest, if, if you're in a community and it's a new community, you've been painting for a while, if you walk up, I don't care how good or how bad it is, you see 8,000 points of Skaven all painted in the same paint scheme, it's it doesn't impressive. matter whether they're painting exactly it's impressive it's impressive so everybody, everybody's gonna be like wow that's awesome oh my god that looks so cool i really like your basic because everybody like at that point you don't want to sit there and be like well you know could have done better on basic and i think that's kind of the mentality i took and it's not to be an asshole to people but i will always sit there and i'll tell people 100 these are the things i really like yeah and i'll be honest there is only there's only been one miniature in seven months of streaming that I have done countless critiques. I've probably done on a bare minimum five critiques a night and one night I did like 30. And there's only been one miniature, one miniature. And I am almost guaranteeing that miniature was a troll where I could not find something beneficial Good. about it. I, I couldn't, I, and, I, and I really was very blunt and I was very honest with that person. I told him, listen, this is this, this is this, this is this. And you know what? If if I'm driven enough, if I think that there is an experience for not only you but other people to learn something from this, then I'm willing to do it. And there is many times I have literally stopped in the middle of stream and abandoned whatever I was doing, pulled up a brand new miniature, and I or took the miniature I'm working on and immediately switched to another part. I was like, well, this was going to be a red sash, but guess what? It's going to be brown fucking textured leather now. <laughs> and I'll teach it on stream. And then sure. for me, it's because of the fact that this person took a chance on me. First thing, they came and they gave their time to watch me paint something. Second thing is they took the time to, you know, when I called out, they said, here you go. I, I would like to learn, please, please. I want to be a better person. I want to improve myself. I want to enhance my own experience. And that sort of cry 
I'm not going to fucking deny. Sure. And so I'm going to give them my honest answer. I'm going to give them what they deserve. And that is 100% everything that I can give. And if I have the ability to teach them at that moment, I will. And you know what? And it's like I tell people. People are like, well, don't you think at the end of the day, you know, you, you're a commission painter. And I said, yeah, for centerpieces and projects I enjoy. But they said, but you're also an educator. And I, and I tell people, I make money off teaching people in the end. You know, do I teach classes? Yes. Do I give private lessons? Yes. Do I make money to feed myself and my child and my plastic crack addiction? Yes. <laughs> right. But it doesn't stop me from wanting to educate. And I will tell people point blank, like, listen, um, I recently had a really, really cool student. His name is Tofuddy. That is his screen name. And he is on a very limited income right now. And he came to me and he went to his wife and he said, hey, hon, I really, really, really want to take a class with him. There's something that I'm really struggling on. And she said to him, do you believe that this is worth the money? And he said, yes. Because as I tell people, almost every subject I'm going to teach, if I do a private lesson, it's two to three hours. That's what it's going to be. And it's, and I tell people, it's a hundred dollars, hundred dollars. Mm. Do I jam? Do I say I won't teach you something? You've got to take one of my private courses. No, <laughs> no. I don't. I never will say that. There is never a point because to me, it's one of those things that I learned that this guy has watched me time and time again. He's always watching me teach stuff. Okay. And he knows that if he puts something down and said, Hey, listen, can I get some critique on this? I'll critique it. And if he watches me, I can do this. But there is physically a topic that he could not, that he wasn't wrapping his head around. So he went yeah. to his wife. She said, sure. He took his entire hobby fund, $100, said, hey, man, we scheduled a time. And it ended up being a four-hour session because wow. we, did, <laughs> we ended up doing three hours. We ended up doing three hours of the course. And then for another hour, we just were, we were just talking because I love to talk. <laughs> we were just talking about like the experience and like different aspects of what was going on. And because it was such an engaging conversation, it wasn't like, well, it's three hours. I'm checking out, you know, I'm not Jesus. a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not like paint brushes down and I'm out, you know, and like disconnect. And he came to me and he told me, he said, you know what? I told my wife that it was, that it was worth every fucking penny. He Hell says, yeah. I learned so much. And, I will tell you right now, he has painted two, two miniatures since then. As I said, this was fairly recent. He's painted two miniatures and he has come to me on both of them and said, this is the best work I have done yet. And for him, that experience, and I've got another, I've got another viewer who watches me all the time and he has paid for multiple classes from me because of the fact that he learns in a different way. He wants to learn in greater detail and the fact that I provide pictures and I provide interest and it doesn't mean that as soon as the class is done it's done like I I am now invested as much in you as you are in me you've invested in me and I'm going to give you that outcome so we'll, I, you know I work with them longer and getting updates and I'll actually give assignments I'm like a damn teacher here you know <laughs> and, Good. and I'll give them assignments I'll say hey I want to see more of this and we'll work on it and I have one student who twice a month, every single month, gets two classes from me, bare minimum. And, and, and he has progressed so much as a painter from the first classes to now that for him, that investment is worth it to him because he doesn't care because there was one time he came to me about one subject and he learned so much about another subject. He was like, all right, well, you know, and 
and that's kind of a you know a crazy experience as i as i think that like it doesn't matter you know like come into the stream i'll teach you something you'll learn yeah. something ask questions you're yeah. not hurting my feelings there are so many streamers out there and i'm not going to say any names but there are so many streamers out there unfortunately that you will ask them a question and they will hit you with the paywall or you will <laughs> you will you will try to better yourself and you get hit by a paywall sure. and i hate to and at that point, like, you know, you have different, you have a different aspect and I respect their journey that that's what they feel their journey of. And my journey sure. is to educate. And if I leave this world and I've made 200, 500, a thousand better painters, that for me is a fulfilling legacy, you know, Absolutely, sure. because the miniatures in that case right there. Yeah, they're sure they're great. None of them have, none of them are all, you know, awe-inspiring and none of them are like blowing the minds of like art critics and stuff like that. And they're going to be cool. But you know what? Like if somebody goes out and at the end day, if they paint it from here, if they turn around and say, man, I remember when I took this class with this person, I learned this. And it was like, when I taught my first class, one of my absolute best friends, she's an absolute sweetheart. She will definitely watch this because she's just that kind of amazing person. Her name is Emily. And she believed in me so much that she was by far, I always tell everybody she's my number one student. They're like, what do you mean her, your number one student? I said, she is the first student. She was the first person she asked her husband to make sure he signed up her for my first class. And nice. so he stayed up and he made sure that she was, <laughs> he was number one. She was the first nice. person signed up. She brought her sister to my class. She asked me so many questions. She was the first one to show up. And you know what? That, that following uh, Nova Open, after we had met, after she took my class, she went, she felt so driven. She went and entered into the capital palette at the beginner level and she took gold medal and best in category in two different things. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. That's so and, cool. And it was amazing to see her go from this beginner, very, you know, fresh off, fresh off the boat painter that took my class that was so inspired, that was exciting and giggly and jumpy and having a great time to seeing her develop over the next period that the next time I see her, like, per, you know, we had had conversations. The next time I had seen her face to face, like I knew she was winning a gold medal. I That's knew she awesome. was winning two gold medals. <laughs> her so awestruck by the fact that she had developed that much and run up there and grab it. And now I'm watching her to this day painting stuff and I'm going like, damn, she's getting, that's getting really good. You know, and it, you know, that for me, like she, she doesn't really get to stop in all my streams. We have a few conversations. COVID has really separated us from a lot of our old communications, but it's like, you know what? Like every single time I see something posted, like when she came up and gave me a big hug and she said to me, you know, Devin, all the feedback you gave me, all the critique, all those times that you said, listen, looks good do it again, do it again, <laughs> you know, or she said, I spent two hours on this freehand. I said, well, it looks like you're going to need to spend two hours more because it's not, you are missing these aspects. And, and if you take the time and you know where she's at, she's winning gold medal Hell and yeah. she was accomplished. And, and, and now I never hear her all the time. She's painting something. I'll see her painting something. She'll be like, Oh, the hat wasn't right. So I took an extra, 
hour and a half to make sure I, I looked at hats and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If I if I died tomorrow right there, that is one painter that I know that I influenced that became the I became the Roman Lapot for her, that Roman Lapot was for me and yeah. how she inspired me. And you know what? Like that for me is such an achievement that it makes it worth it for me. Dude, I love it. And I love hearing these stories. And we're going to have to do this another time. We, I, oh, hell yeah. I have got to go get my flu shot. But, dude, thank you so much for being you, for being fucking honest and brave and, and a, a strong force in the hobby. Even even if you're not going to be the rock star name, you're a fucking rock star in my heart, my friend. Uh, well, I, I definitely try, and I super appreciate it. And I am so t happy that I finally got to make it into the, the murder basement. And I will definitely yeah. tell you, at some point post COVID, um, hopefully we will get some time to either hang out at a convention or you're welcome to come here to the studio or I will actually come over and disappear within the murder basement <laughs> and <laughs> and we'll get to actually like hang out and paint because like as I said, it's you know, I've been really excited about the interview and I I really do appreciate you taking the time to like hang out with me and talk because like this is the kind of stuff that I really enjoy. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm glad that you could do it. Thank you so much. No problem. Enjoy your flu shot. <laughs> Thank you for making it through another episode of Hobby Time in the Murder Basement. I really appreciate your support. If you'd like to continue the support in other ways, I do have a Patreon. The link is down below. Proceeds from that will go to pay for new equipment, subscription fees if I need it, and uh, graphic design stuff. I'd like to d help build this channel. So any of your support is, while never necessary, is always appreciated. If you want to see more hobby stuff, you can head on over to Twitch. I generally stream on Sundays at noon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.